This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What are you confessing about your life? Are they the same words that God says about you, or are you speaking defeat, doubt, and unbelief? Are you even aware that the words you speak have the creative power to either bless you or curse you? Because God has declared life and death are in the power of the tongue, and that you shall have whatsoever you say, he must be faithful to his word and in agreement with whatever you say, whether positive or negative. You choose. In this eight-day series, Words Can Shape Your Future, Pastor Ray teaches that by the very words of your mouth, you can determine your destiny and write your own ticket to a lifetime of prosperity and health, dreams fulfilled and challenges overcome, or just the opposite. It's about literally talking yourself into your future, knowing what God says about you, believing it, confessing it, and simply waiting for God to make it happen. What are you declaring over your life? What are you speaking over your life? Are you saying it? Are you declaring what you want to happen, where you you want to be, what you want to see in your life? Are you declaring that? or 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 all you're doing is speaking about your problems, your circumstances, your situations, or maybe you're doing nothing. Maybe you're in neutral. Maybe you're not talking about your problems, but you're certainly not speaking the Word of God over your life. Neutral does not get you anywhere. The last time I remembered, last time I checked, you stick the, you stick the car in, in neutral and you can put your foot on the gas pedal, it goes nowhere. It makes a lot of noise, boom, 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 but it ain't going nowhere. You got to put it in drive. And, and if you're in neutral with this stuff, then you're not going anywhere either. So, so I'm hoping to get some of you stuck in drive or pushed into drive so you'll, you'll, begin, to, you'll begin to season your confession, the words that come out of your mouth, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll season it with the word of God and you'll start to speak the word of God to your servant. And I've given you enough word in this house that you have enough to at least get started. You know, we've addressed every area, every issue, I believe, in, in the years that we've been here. We ought to be seeing miracles happen in this place. Lives transform. Well, we, we have, but we ought to see even more. Amen? Amen? So let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Hold on to it. Turn to somebody and say, hold on to it. On. Keep saying it. Come on, keep speaking it. Keep speaking it over your life. You see, hold fast that confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. It's going to come to pass. Amen. Learn to say the same thing that God says about your circumstances. If you don't like poverty, start finding the scriptures that address prosperity and begin to change your negative speech and thinking and all those things that you have. I'll never amount to anything. I can't grow it. I'll never, everything I do fails. Everything I do falls apart. Well, you keep thinking and talking like that and that's what you're going to produce in your life. 
But when you get the Word of God that covers those areas and you begin to speak those things, you're going to see how your life is going to begin to change. That's how I did it in my life. Amen. <laughs> All right. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, another very important verse of Scripture. And um, it says here in verse 12, 412, it tells you about the Word of God. Everybody there say, I'm there. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And verse 13 says, And there is no creature hidden from its sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So in verse 12 it says, We learn something about the word of God. Now, let me just go back to, to, to preschool, because when we're talking about the Word of God, what we're talking about is this. Now, this book that you're holding in your hand is called the Bible, but it's also referred to as the Logos, which is the written Word of God. This is the written Word of God. It's called the Logos, all right? So every word that, that God wants to get to us is written and contained within this Bible. This is a holy, inspired word, infallible word of God. They're, they're, this is totally, absolutely pure and perfect. This is your Bible. This is never going to work for you if all you do is cart your Bible to church and cart it home again and never open it up and never read it. And even if you open it up and read it, but you never get this word into your heart and then get it coming out of your mouth. This verse here which is talking about the Word of God is living and active, the Word becomes living and active when it becomes the rhema word. And it becomes the... I'm giving you Greek words here. but It becomes the rhema word when it comes from your mouth. It's the logos as long as it stays on the pages or the written word. Are you getting this? As long as it stays on the pages of this Bible. But the minute I begin to meditate on these verses and it gets into my heart... And then I am presented with a situation and I go back to this written word, which is in my heart. And now I begin to see that there's a verse that I can use in my given situation. And I release it from my mouth. It now becomes the rhema word and it becomes active and living. And it now has the power to change and to transform my circumstances and situations. The Logos word will do you no good until it becomes rhema and it does not become rhema until it comes out of your mouth. That's why it says the word of God is, is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. This word, that's, that's why this church is called living word, Christian. See, because Jesus, first of all, is the living word. He is the word, right? But it's also the spoken word of God that goes forth that's going to cut through all of the junk in your life, going to take your mountains and slice them down to nothing. Take, take the situations in your life and turn them around. This is the living word. Of, the word becomes alive when you begin to release it from your mouth. That's when it becomes the rhema word. As long as this remains logos, 
It's not going to do anything. And that's why there are tons of people that know the word of God, but they never release this word from their mouth. It just stays in the Logos form. It becomes rhema when you meditate on it, when it gets down deep into your heart. And then when a circumstance comes, a situation comes your way, all of a sudden it comes out like a sharp two-edged sword. What, what is a sword? A sword is a weapon. And that's what he's talking about here. The word of God is active and living. The rhema word of God is active and living, sharper than a two-edged sword to slice things in pieces, to cut things apart, to dismantle things. That's what the word of God is. But that's the rhema word of God. It does nothing until you release it from your mouth. You set it forth against the enemy. You, you speak it to... What did Jesus do when he was in the desert and the, he was confronted by the enemy? He didn't just say, go away. He didn't say, get out of here, devil. Shoo. He didn't do that. He didn't even... He, listen, all he did was speak the word. It, the, the rhema word of God. He put life to the word of God by releasing it from his mouth. And when he did that, he sliced the devil up and the devil had to back off. Amen. That's the rhema word of God. That's when it becomes alive is when it gets into your heart and it comes out of your mouth. That's why, that's why I say this. When you have a circumstance, a situation, we saw it last week for those of you that were here. We looked at Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. He, he, said, uh, he says, if you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea and do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say, you shall have whatsoever you say it. Well, I'm not just going to talk to my mountain, just, you know, read it poetry. That's not going to make it go away. I'm not just going to read the New York Times to it and make it go away. <laughs> What I need to do is I need to fill my mouth with a life-changing word of God and then begin to release the rhema word of God, the life-giving word of God. It becomes as a sword against that mountain, against the opposition, against the trouble, and it cuts it up, dismantles it, and destroys it yes. all by the word of God that comes out of my mouth. Yes. And it's, See, when we pray so often, we pray so much stuff but I don't hear any word. That's right. We pray all kinds of things, but I don't hear any word. And it's the word of God that's going to make a difference. Even if it's not exactly praying the scripture, at least what you say needs to line up with the ideas and the thoughts and the intents of the word of God. That's why, I, you know, I've heard people pray, man, I'm more depressed after they pray than I was before they prayed. <laughs> Because everything coming out of their mouth is something else but the Word of God. It doesn't even align itself with the Word. There's no power in it. There's no life in it. It's not going to change anything because it doesn't line up with the Word of God. They haven't yet gotten the Logos to become Rhema. It becomes Rhema when you meditate on it and then you release it out of it. Now it's Rhema. Now it's life-giving. Now it's like a two-edged sword. Now it has the power to change and to reverse your situations, and your circumstances. It's amazing to me how many Christians don't understand it. So as long as you just read the Bible for the Bible's sake, nice, you know, very nice, it, it remains the logo, the logos. It remains the logos word. But when you get this into your heart and your circumstances start coming your way and you start releasing this word, now it becomes rhema. Now it becomes life-giving. Now it becomes as a two-edged sword and it has the power to dismantle your trouble, your challenge. Did you get that? Yeah. 
Amazing to me how many people don't know this. How many Christians are blinded by They think you're crazy when you're sick and you're confessing scriptures over your, over your health. They think you're crazy that you're, you're confessing prosperity over your poverty. They think you're crazy when you're speaking peace over your, over your confusion. They think you're nuts when things are going on in your life and you're talking contrary to what's going on in your life. People think you're crazy. You're not crazy. You're doing what God told you. What did he say? Let us hold fast the confession of our hope or our faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. He's going to bring it to pass in your life. If you'll hold on to that confession, if you'll just keep speaking it and keep saying it. I'm trying to help you here tonight. I don't know if you're getting this. You see, but, but really what's happening in the body of Christ today, and please pay attention to this, and I hope this spirit has not infiltrated you. But what's happening in the body of Christ is we are being lulled to sleep in our churches by a lot of pastors who will not teach the simple, powerful, life-changing Word of God in this fashion. It's not a matter of just making you feel good. It's a matter of equipping you with the right equipment so that you can go out and fight your battles. And I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of cutesy preaching going on, but I don't hear enough of giving you weapons in your hands to fight your battles and to go out into the world and to make a difference in your life and in the life of somebody else. And that can only happen kindergarten, preschool, Christian 101 by the Word of God coming out of your mouth. The rhema Word of God. That's what's going to change your very life. Man, when I got hold of this some 30-some years ago, when I found out that I needed to, I needed to clean up what was coming out of my mouth. And I'm not just talking about dirty land. I'm talking about just negative, I mean negative, powerless speaking out of my mouth. I grabbed hold of this and began to, to, to flavor my conversation, flavor my prayers with the Word of God. And that was when I began to see a difference in my life and see things change. But as long as this Word just remains logos, as long as this remains on the pages of the Bible and you're not releasing it from your mouth, it never becomes rhema. It never becomes life-giving. It never becomes a, a, a weapon in your hands until you release it from your mouth. That's why I'm always on the Word. That's why I believe, I believe that this kind of teaching is under such attack today and controversy because, because the devil knows that if you get this under your belt... If you understand what I'm teaching tonight, now listen, if you get this, hold of this and you understand this, his goose is cooked. You have your weapon to now, uh, to, to hurl against him, to dismantle and to disrupt, disrupt all the stuff that he's trying to work in your life. And it's amazing how many people do not, we sit in church and we're looking more for entertainment and a show we don't want to be told what we have to do. We want somebody else to do it. We want God to do it. We don't want to take our responsibilities as believers. And then we wonder why we're not progressing and why nothing's changing and why we're still in the same condition that we're in because we don't want to grow up. When you're a baby, mommy and daddy take care of you, but you come of age where you now have to stand up and start to do stuff for yourself. Amen. Mommy can't make your bed anymore when you're 18 years old. There comes time when you have to get up and start to do this stuff for yourself. And I'm just concerned that in the body of Christ, we have too many babies that want to be, 
spoon-fed. They want somebody else to pray for them. They want somebody else to do it for them. And then they get frustrated because nothing changes. Blame God, blame the church, and they go out and go back and live, live the way they lived before. It's all because no one is teaching you how to operate in the Word of God in a way that God has laid it out, in a way that you would see your responsibility and your part as a believer to rise up and to do what God has told you to do and see your circumstances and your situations change. And that's, that's what I'm concerned about. So every time we come to church and we're, we're receiving the word of God, it's, we're, we're being challenged to rise up and to do something with that word that we've heard. Begin to incorporate that word in your speech, in your prayers. Begin to you know, put it in your, your arsenal of weapons to use against the devil the next time you're troubled. This is, this is what I think. This is just my personal opinion. You may not agree with me, but that's okay. Now, let me show you another verse, which is a very important verse. Um, it's found in Jeremiah. Um, if you go over to the book of Jeremiah, it's in the, in the Old Testament. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 23. People want to know, how am I going to change my life? How am I going to get out of trouble? How are things going to change in my life? I'm teaching you right here, right now, how, how that's going to happen, you see. And Jeremiah chapter 23 Verse 29 gives you a little hint as to, as to what the power of God, uh, what's, how powerful the Word of God is. You see, but people want to know, how am I going to get out of my mess? How am I going to change my life? How are my circumstances going to change? Well, it's only going to change when you start to get the Logos Word, which is the written Word, and begin to meditate on it, get in your heart, and then get it out of your mouth, and let it become the Rhema Word, which, which is the active, living, sharper than a two-edged sword kind of word that equips you and, and fills your mouth with words of life, right? We talk about life and death are in the power of the tongue, right? Well, maybe, maybe, you have, maybe you have a lot of destruction in your life because you're not speaking the word of God. So, so here in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 29, listen to what he says. Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and I like this part, and like a hammer that breaks rock in pieces. Wow! What is the word like? A hammer that breaks rock in pieces. So what are we supposed to be doing with the word of God? That, couple that with what Jesus taught us. He said, say to the mountain." Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say, you shall have whatsoever you say. So what, couple these two together, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to speak to the mountain, the word of God, and as I speak the word of God to my, my mountains, my difficulties, my situations, my circumstances, the Bible teaches me it's like a hammer that begins to destroy and break down and beat back and beat down those mountains that stand before me. That's what the Word of God is supposed to do and is designed to do. But it doesn't happen until you get it in your mouth and out of your mouth. Or I should say, into your heart and out of your mouth. Amen? You see, people sit in church and if the Word doesn't move you, if the Word doesn't move you, something's wrong. That's why I say, some churches don't even give you the Word anymore. Nobody even brings in a Bible anymore. They give you a sermonette, 20 minutes. They give you 40 minutes of music and 20 minutes of the sermon. There's something wrong with that. 
There's something really wrong with that. They're, 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 <laughs> what they're doing is they're taking the weapon, that God, the most important, serious weapon that God has given you, which is the Word of God, they are taking it right from your hands. If you sit in a church like that. Now, of course, you all sit here, and we're working, and I'm working very hard to be sure that you've got the weapon of God's Word. That's why I give you as much Word as I give you. That's why I back everything up with the Word of God. Sometimes I just go from verse to verse hoping that somebody's going to catch that Word, and it's going to grow in your heart and become rhema. It's going to come out of your mouth. That's when it becomes rhema. Can I get a better amen, amen than that? Glory. So, so the Word of God is like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Amen? I want to just show you this one last verse, and we'll finish up here. And Jesus said this in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, and verse 35. He says, A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. He also says, But I say to you, that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment. Well, how many of you agree with me that our words are really important? So we're going to give an account of our words. Are we speaking words of faith? Are we speaking words that are in line with God's word? Are we speaking that which glorifies God in our lives? Or are we speaking something else? Are we, so, so now he says, and I, I like this because he says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So, so th this is it. Whatever your heart is filled up with is going to come out of your life, come out of your mouth. Did you all hear what I said? Amen. He's giving you the answer. He said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. So it would seem to me, according to this, that I've got to keep my heart filled up with something good. Yeah. I got to keep my heart filled up with. I can't. I can't keep myself filled up with the evening news, with those ratty sitcoms that you watch. American Idol. What's the other one? X Factor. Factor X. The X Factor. The the C Factor. The Z Factor. The Y Factor. I can't keep myself filled up with all of this. My hobbies. Now, there's nothing wrong with this stuff. As long as I am balancing this with keeping my heart filled with the Word of God. That's why garbage comes out of people, because all they do is fill themselves up with garbage. That's right. if, if all you're doing is talking negative, it's because that's all you filled your heart with. He says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, but an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. So the, so the key to bringing that which is good and powerful and life-changing is to keep my heart filled with the right things. Wow. Can somebody, can somebody understand that here? Do you see that? Got to keep my heart filled up with that which is good. Now, I say there's nothing wrong with this stuff, but this can't be the sole source of our, our meal or our appetite and think that somehow we're going to bring something good out of ourselves. I can tell in an instant what a person's been doing just by listening to what they say what comes out of their mouth. Just hang around a person and listen to what comes out of their mouth and you will know if they've been spending time in prayer, time in the Word, time with the Lord, or they've been doing something else. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors